0: him to fill it out, and I do remind him, can you please fill out the paperwork? <laughs> I'll get to it, don't worry. I'll get to it, don't worry. And I'm like, okay. It just sat there on the dining room table. days of him living in my apartment, I noticed some of my personal items were moved. I had plants in my windowsill. What'd you do with my plants? I went to turn on the lights and they weren't working. I had six dining room chairs at my table. I came home one day to find all of them removed. I went to his door. Um, where are the kitchen chairs? In here. All of them? Yes, I needed a desk and a table. Out of the chairs? Yes, they make a very good desk and table. And I said, why do you need all of them his response to me was alex this is ridiculous there are only two people in this house why do you have six chairs at the table you only need two you let me have two at the table of your chairs yeah the rest he kept in the room We agreed he would share the cost of paying the bills. Later, Jed would laugh at me when I asked for him to pay the bills. When he laughed at me, it was sinister, it was demeaning, it was patronizing, like I was stupid. Now he's been there for a month, and I say to him, the Verizon bill is coming up, Jed. I'm expecting you now, you have been here for a month, to pay this bill, and he shouted at me, you'll see me in court. This is my space now, he would say. Red flags are coming up, fast, I'm very uncomfortable. So I it off to who? The best person capable. Mom, I have an issue.
1: The first thing that I did was to Google Jed Creek. And I got a creek somewhere in <laughs> in the Midwest. But the more I looked, the less I could find of a Jed Creek as a person living anywhere in this country. And that was the first point at which I said, uh-oh in Jed Creek's telephone number and up popped his true identity I ran across articles that had been written about Jameson Bachman I found out that he had had a history of being a squatter and there was a violent component to it I called Alex and said we're in trouble here. Jed Creek is not who he says he is. His name is Jameson Bachman. He was a serial squatter who had terrorized
2: <laughs> the up and down the east
0: coast. And he was living in my house.
1: They move in, but then they won't pay. They use fake information to get in and work
3: the system to stay as long as possible without paying.
4: A bad check written to a closed account, a rental application with a fake name. As far as them being con men, they're very good at it.
0: My anxiety goes from one to 360, 200,000. Somebody
2: squat in your home.
0: My heart's racing, oh, my man. stomach's oh, dropping. Oh. Now I've got a problem my first instinct is to remove him personally she's like you're not gonna do any of the sort alex you're not gonna touch this man he's a very scary person
4: what they're doing is they're targeting these small landlords and they're not clearly doing these background checks they're not checking their references very closely i like to think that i'm a fairly good judge of character but i was completely off the mark here
1: How do you sleep at night?
4: Very vindictive, evil
1: people. In Philadelphia, once you establish tenancy and, as we found out, have mail sent to your address, you're legally a tenant. Whether or not you have a lease, whether or not you have a personal agreement with the actual tenant, you are a legal tenant, and you cannot be removed mm. without um,
2: due legal process, which takes
1: months. Yep. And he understood enough about tenancy laws to know that this was the case. Look at the
2: People with bombs who do that shit. I
0: made a mistake. A very good mistake. I trusted his word. I saw him as a good man. I didn't fact check. I let it go.
1: I suspect he had aroused enough suspicion about Jameson Bachman that he had had to find another identity. You know, I I met Jamison in
5: 2005, I used to see him, you know, um, in the park with his dog. We started talking a bit, then I thought, oh wow, he's this educated guy, nice looking, very handsome, fun to be with, we were friends at that point, and then we became, you know, more i intimate, that, and um, I fell for him. I just fell for him. Yeah, it was very fun, he had a good sense of humor. We'd go to dinner, you know, he liked Mexican food, I love Mexican food. And we had a lot of good times. He told me he had a law degree, but he had failed the bar, and then, He got a job as a teacher at a private school. He taught history, I think eight to 10 years old. They allowed him to live in the house that was on the property next to the school. It was a nice place and he was very happy about it. But I'd say about three or four months into the job, he started getting complaints. The homework was too difficult. They didn't understand. And he would get frustrated with them. Just, you know, hard on them. He thought he was gonna run the school. He was gonna be the next dean. And I looked at him and I said, you know, I think you're getting ahead of yourself here. I don't think that's gonna happen. And he really became really angry with me. And his eyes sort of changed. In the dark. And he was just glaring at me. And I got really scared. And I said, I'm leaving.
6: Good picture of him. <laughs> it just said like the I remember. it. doesn't say to me this is somebody whose life went bad. That's how I remember it. Just Jenny I really looked up to him because he just had a cool about himself, he was just together. Because he had an older brother, I think that's where some of his self-confidence came from. Jameson was a good student, relatively popular. I really looked up to him because he just had the panache that I didn't have, but there was one particular incident. When we were in high school, we were just knocking the tennis ball around one day. I was mentioning the girls in high school that, oh, I'd love to go out with her. I'd love to go out with her. Or he'd say, I went out with her. I went out with her. And I went out with so-and-so. For every name I threw out, he said he'd been out with them. I didn't call bullshit at the time. I knew it wasn't true. But it really stuck with me. Jamison had all the ingredients for success. He was smart, he was charming, he was good looking. When we graduated from high school, Jamison was the superstar. He was gonna go out and be successful. I think he wanted to be a lawyer. I went off to a college in Ohio, and Jamison went off to Tulane University. Jamison and I reconnected in the summer of my sophomore year My life had taken off in a positive way, and he just kind of seemed stalled and dark and morose. Very different than the Jamison I had known since age three and graduated from high school with. He told me he was having dinner one night when he was at Tulane at a fraternity house with somebody we had gone to high school with. And in the middle of the meal, Somebody came out of the kitchen with a meat cleaver and decapitated this this friend. He had embellished some things but it was mostly true and I could not believe it. This was a kid who had gone from being upbeat and positive to all of a sudden being very dark, very paranoid. That's the kind of traumatic, life-changing event that changes your whole worldview. But do you think
5: that witnessing that incident justifies all that he we did?
6: Well, you cannot justify what he did.
4: Inside the dining room area, there was signs of a violent struggle. You could see blood smears across the floor down to where the victim's body was hidden. There were blood trails and blood spatter smears all over the floor. As he walked out, he began swinging an axe, fighting with officers at the scene. It was a scene of violence.
2: There's a part two to this shit.
6: <sighs> yeah, that's a part two.
0: <sighs> I got the call at work from my mom. We have a problem, Alex. My stomach drops. <laughs> they move in, but then they won't pay and they won't leave.
4: If you don't stop squatters right away, it can take months to get them out. Jamison Bachman. was oh, a
0: very person. Mm-hmm. The
5: suspect will be... T- Shortly after they let him go, and Jamison, he was going to be homeless, he was going to try to stay there and not pay rent. And they put an eviction notice on the door. And he said, you know, I don't have to leave. And I said, Look, Jamison, you know, you have to leave. You can't, you know, they want you out of here and they will get you out of here. And I told him he could stay with me for a couple months till he got on his feet. Yeah, I just wanted to help him out as a friend. I cared about him and his dog, and I kind of felt bad for him.
2: I thought he <laughs> was having a really hard time. <laughs> that nigga had a dog, man. That's the ass. building we had a, a retail hobby store on the ground floor and it had two apartments upstairs that I rented uh, Arlene was one of the tenants and Arlene brought in Jamison Bachman and the rest is history in June of 2006 Jamison up with a U-Haul and moved into the apartment Arlene was a, a great tenant I thought She's letting this person move into her apartment, so I figured everything was okay. So he brought his
5: stuff. He didn't have that much stuff. And his dog. And then I had my cats at the time. And it became kind of crowded, my apartment. And that was a big place. Uh, you know, I came home the next day, and my whole apartment was rearranged. What the fuck? I mean, the couch was no longer you know, on the side of the wall, it was in the middle of the room. The furniture was just completely changed around. After day one? Yeah. And I was, I walked in, I was like, what the hell? And he's like, oh, don't you like it? I said, no, I hate it. And I thought, wow, this is really bizarre. (laughs)
2: <laughs> y'all mean as hell to that man He would just sort of chase shit around Make y'all happy <laughs> There's starting to be a lot of complaints From Jamison The window wouldn't stay up it was a the problem There were always problems I was wondering why is he complaining
7: He's not okay. even
2: the actual tenant Wow in the building. Uh, uh,
5: uh. He did pay like one month's rent And I think he paid like a half month's rent i was like Jamison, what's going on you know you're not finding work and you know it's like my landlord's getting pissed off and i said you've got this law degree you know why don't you try to pass the bar and do something with your life mm. well i can't afford it and i can't study in this place it's too noisy it's av- he was just like oh i'm you know please just give me more time i promise i'll be out of here you know, and what am I going to do with my dog? I have nowhere to go. He made me feel bad. Like I said, I cared about him. And I, you know, in the back of my mind, I thought, you know, he'll be out of here soon. mm
1: mm-hmm.
5: And the next thing I knew, mail was coming. What? His mail was coming to the building. It's
2: over. If they get mail, it's over.
5: When I saw the mail, It's I over. Just, Thought, oh my God, I'm in trouble.
2: Yep, that's it.
5: That's when it hit me. That's, I'm never gonna get rid of this guy. I went to the police. They, they didn't don't help me. Care. I said, look, how do I get rid of this guy? He won't leave. And they said, look, you can't, you know, I said, I wanna change the locks. And, and they said, you can't do that. Yep. They'll arrest you.
2: Yep.
4: Once they're in that property, in some cases it's very hard to get them out of that property without legally evicting them. The eviction process is
0: complex, takes time, and is more confusing when it's not a traditional landlord-tenant situation where someone's paying rent.
2: Chamberson knew every law in the book as far as renting and that type of stuff. He
5: said, you know what, this is my home, just as much as it is yours, and I'm not leaving. Turned into weeks, weeks turn into months, months turn into years. By the second year, we were done. No more relationship. And then when, you know, we, I, you know, I didn't want anything to do with them anymore. I went off to the spare room. It was a tiny room, but I was able to, you know, sleep there. I'd come out to use the bathroom or the kitchen to get something to eat or drink. And I'd go back into the room. That's pretty much where I lived. Uh,
1: uh, out uh. of your bedroom, own bed. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I didn't want to sleep with him. I told him I don't want you here. I don't want you in my bed. I don't want you in my house anymore. I want you to leave.
2: Mm. I wouldn't. Uh, uh, uh.
5: It was just like coming home to this monster. You know, I remember being on the street and looking up and seeing the lights and thinking, my animals, my things. You know, he's in my home taking control of my everything.
2: <laughs> That's fucked up, man. Yeah.
5: To this day, I don't understand. Like, what was his main purpose in life? To hurt people? Mmm. Something must have happened when he was a kid. Or he was just born that way
7: so you know, something happened to him as a kid. That's DB. Jamison, well, I called him Jammy. Yep. He there always we go. had a temper. I mean, when we were little kids, he always did. <laughs> we had been friends since we were seven years old in Elkins Park, Pennsylvania, which is uh, just outside of Philadelphia. Jammy and I were particularly close best friends. We would spend all of recess in in elementary school just sitting and talking and pretending. Growing up, he talked about how difficult it was, how terrible things were with his family, Mm. how brutal his father could be. his mother described his father as, as an animal sometimes. I don't know exactly what that meant, but a wife doesn't say that about her husband. unless no. things aren't good. Exactly. I felt very sympathetic for him because he also talked about how people had expectations, perhaps unrealistic expectations of him, and everyone was so disappointed when we later reconnected, he would be very angry over things that he saw as injustices. He had this sense of righteous indignation about things that were unfair in the world. He just could not abide by a bully. And for him to become an obvious bully himself, this is one of these contradictions that I, I can't understand, but I know that we're both in that same person. I've never been able to think of Jamison as evil. This is somebody that I knew on a different level. He did some horrible things, and it just escalated and got more and more horrible.
3: I came across an advertisement that they were going to build condos one block from the beach. And Caribbean as I am, I love the beach. You see the view of the ocean, and it's massive. It's beautiful over there. When I first went to see it, it was just an abandoned lot and a blueprint. And I took a chance on it and I ended up taking out a loan from my pension for that down payment. My partner and I had separated after 10 years and she had been paying part of the mortgage. When that relationship dissolved, I had to find myself another roommate. I had to be paying my mortgage or I would lose my home. I ended up putting something on Craigslist regarding renting the room for $700 uh, a month. And two people answered the Craigslist. One was the successful lawyer. On the other hand, was a young couple with their young child. These are the court documents, over
2: 50 pages of stuff. We'd go to court, I'd have other lawyers come into the room, listen to Jamison, and tell me that I have a problem. Jamison knew the law better than the court system. Even though he wasn't lawyer? Yes. The scariest thing is a brilliant psycho, you know. Went on and on, and he managed to stay there for over another year it was february 2012 when jameson was evicted
5: when he finally had to leave i went over there he took two of my other cats and i pleaded with him to give them back to me and he wouldn't he got in the u-haul truck and just drove off i don't know whatever happened to them
3: I used to live, in the apartment I had bought, in 2006. This was supposed to be my forever home, and now I can't afford to retire. That was my balcony, the third going up. I remember that balcony well because it's where I used to put my Christmas lights up, the big globe ones, and I took a picture that was one of the last Christmas pictures I took before things changed. You have to understand that when I first met him, nowhere in my mind did he strike me as a person that was sneaky. You know, he didn't portray that until he was served with the eviction papers and he threatened that he was going to take my home. That's when he started becoming more vocal, and his tone was more angry towards me. I remember laying in my bed thinking, oh, I'm scared I might lose my home. But Sony, Sonia, you should be more scared that that man is right there next door to you. And that's when I started thinking, who's to say that he's not going into my room? I'm gonna I'm gonna test it and that's when I found a long empty wine bottle and just before I left that night I put it just behind my door and I closed it and I left to work and the next morning nine o'clock when I came in I noticed that the bottle was moved against the wall and I said right there got you So even though his door was open, I cordially knocked. And I said, Jamison, you cannot be going into my room. My room is off limits. And right there, I saw that his ear went from a cream color to beet red, got really red. And he swung around his chair and he got up immediately. Then he came he faced me and he's a tall man he's like six two you know I'm five two so he said do you think I'm going to your room and I said yeah and he goes well go ahead bring it on and he got me angry to the point that I did a palm heel strike to the door and I hit it and I said get your face off my face because you're barking up the wrong tree asshole and I know that the reason why I felt empowered was because I had an experience where a friend of mine was uh, murdered, actually. I took self-defense, and I'm a third-degree brown belt in jiu-jitsu. And I looked at him and I said, I'm not one of your young, innocent girls that you can take advantage of. I know how to defend myself. And he just kept going, like, go ahead, go ahead, bring it on, he started getting closer. And I said, what? I said you're not even worth the breath that i'm breathing on you and you know what i'm gonna go to church and i just walked i left them like that so angry and i felt so good going huh and kind of walking away <laughs> and i just walked i left the place and i went to church
6: you can see it swirling right over my shoulder here what's being called a superstorm tonight a hurricane wrapped up
2: in a giant nor'easter pumped up by the jet stream
3: I was waiting for the court date in order to evict Jamison from the apartment, but Hurricane Sandy
2: arrived. We're here in the Rockaway section of Queens in New York City, and it's one of the areas that New York City officials have told to evacuate.
3: And so I left Jamison at the apartment, and I went to Brooklyn, where my mother lives. weeks after the hurricane and when I arrived to the apartment Jamison was gone and I knew that there's nothing for him here now he took everything from his room his animals were gone and I don't know what he did after that once I fell behind due to Jamison's saga I could never recover. I lost my home due to foreclosure. And it still hurts me today, you know, I loved my home. I had such a beautiful home and I don't have it, you know, and I don't know that I'll ever be able to afford anything like that. Yeah, it sucks. left. In my heart, I couldn't be at rest thinking, you know, where is this? Do you have any other marks?
0: I think I'm bleeding. He walked over to Jameson and put him in handcuffs.
1: The police did say that it would be a good idea for Alex to file for an order for protection. So we did that. And the judge granted the order of protection with eviction. Confirmation then comes
0: that he's been placed in jail. I could breathe a little bit. But I realized that I had very limited time. I need to clear out his belongings, right? I want to work fast. really unsettling things I uncovered. I saw lots and lots of documents. Other cases of people he had affected before, including Arlene and Sonia. And then I came across a plastic case that housed at one point a gun, but Where's the gun? There's a gun
1: somewhere. I was very afraid that if he got out of jail, he would come and kill her.
0: The district attorney's office contacted me to let me know his brother Harry bailed him out of jail. Everyone was in pins and needles about where he was staying, keep Alex safe. My mom wanted me to move out. She was very concerned for my safety and I kept saying no, I don't want to go, I cannot leave. But I couldn't stay that much longer. The property management declined their right to renew my lease. Because of what happened to
3: me. Yeah, I had to
0: leave. I know. How dare this man come into my space and take it away from me. Jameson had been released from jail. We had a court hearing coming up, and I had to assure Jameson
1: that his belongings were going to be returned to him in full. I said, why don't we just do it at a police department parking lot? I arrived with everything that he
0: asked for, except the dog. He got mad at this point and said, you are a dead bitch. You're fucking dead, bitch. I'll kill you. And sped off.
1: I was scared. The fact that I knew that there was a gun looming out there somewhere. Talk about white as a sheet. She was shaking. And I said, You march your little behind right back into the police station. He just violated your protection order.
7: a period of time where I didn't hear from Jamison and then he called me and I said where have you been what's going on he said well he was in jail it took a while for his brother to bail him out we were texting and his texts about his brother were very angry because well Jamison was in jail Harry didn't do this and Harry didn't do that that it wasn't fair, that they wouldn't give him a place to live, and he was just furious with his brother. So I reached out to Harry and said, I'm really worried about Jamison. He said, Don't don't get involved, Bob. This is this is our issue. <laughs> this is when I was worried the most. At this point, he didn't have any money, no job, no place to live, no pets.
0: What did he say about it?
7: He said that uh, a woman kept Zach and his cat had died. He said Abigail died in his arms. I did wonder if, uh, if he killed the cat. I don't like to think of that, but I do wonder if he did.
4: Police say they were called around 12.15 Saturday afternoon to this home on the 400 block of North Sterling Road in Elkins Park. Saturday, November 4, 2017, Harry Bachman's wife had contacted the Cheltenham Township Police Department.
6: The call was for a welfare check after the
5: victim didn't show up to meet a relative the night before
4: i've been in the homicide unit for 20 years and i've been a lieutenant there for the past nine years harry bachman's wife was concerned because he did not arrive as expected in albany new york those concerns were heightened because harry had sent a text to his wife the night before saying guess who just arrived (laughs) the officers went to see if Harry Bachman was at the residence. His Ford Escape was not parked in front of the house. The officers entered the house. Inside the dining room area, there was signs of a violent struggle. There was a hole in the drywall of the dining room. There was uh, a broken plate and also a computer keyboard that had been smashed and had blood spatter, smears, all over the floor. It was a scene of violence. They then followed a blood trail down the basement stairs where they found Harry. His body had sustained apparent head trauma, blunt force trauma. was a pile of bloody clothes uh, down uh, in the kitchen of the residence the suspect had changed into Harry's clothing then detectives found
2: Harry's iPhone 7 and there was a notification from a credit
4: card company that there was a recent purchase at a nearby hotel so we sent a team of detectives over and the hotel clerk identified Jamison Bachman as the individual who had checked into room 102. At that time, we secured a search warrant and deployed a tactical response team to make entry into the room. Jamison Bachman started swinging a camp-style ax. He struck one of the officers in the face, he struck another one in the arm. He was eventually uh, tased and taken into custody.
0: 60 year old Jameson Bachman is
1: charged with his brother's murder. Now, according to the district attorney, there was an obvious struggle and Harry Bachman died of what appeared to be blunt force trauma.
4: Jameson was recently bailed out of jail by Harry, but Harry would not allow him to
7: stay at his home due to Jameson's alleged history of violence. My very first feeling after complete shock was extreme anger. What I think about most is Harry's family. I just feel sad.
0: Jameson was in jail for killing his brother Harry, and a court hearing was set for December 11th. I showed up at court. I waited for his arrival. Where the fuck was Bachman? Where could he possibly be? He loves court.
1: He was still winning on his terms when he hanged himself. The failed part of him figured that if he took his life, he would take everybody else's ability to control him. I feel
5: sad. But I'm glad he's not around. I guess I wasn't surprised he would often say you know I should just kill myself I felt bad for him but at the same time I felt mad because he took the easy way out you know he really needed to do time for all the people's lives that he destroyed oh,
2: doing time all right
5: Dare he?
3: First he ended up destroying himself, then he killed his brother, the only person in the world left to help him.
0: And then he killed himself.
7: There is no question in my mind that the things that he did were evil. He killed uh, a father, a husband, a grandfather. Um, and he killed my best friend.
0: I do have to remind myself to let it go. I'm in a good place. I know that I'm a strong woman. I survived him. We move on from these things in life. Sure.
3: And now my motto is, don't take care of anyone else until you can take care of yourself. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm empowering myself. I'm trying to rebuild my credit. Um, and I'm trying to be better about healing myself.
5: The top floor was my apartment. I'm not unhappy about not being here. I mean, I was for a long time, but now I'm over that. When I talk to people and I tell them my story, they don't believe me. They don't believe me, and that's one of the reasons I'm doing this documentary because it's it's real. I want people out there to know that this can really happen to the strongest person. You can be strong, and it can still happen to you. And I'm a strong person. I've never been weak, but I've moved on. And I'm in a good place now. I have a nice apartment in a nice area, but roommate? Forget it. Not doing it.
2: You sure taught me something. You gotta keep liking, subscribing, and keep showing up, man. Y'all know what time it is. It's every.